Greetings, Charles County. Today is Thursday, March 11th. My name is Jen Harris. I'm the Chief of Media Services for Charles County Government and your local public information officer during the COVID-19 pandemic. This week, I want to begin by sharing that Charles County will comply with the governor's amended orders effective this Friday, March 12th at 5 p.m. Governor Hogan announced on Tuesday that he will lift capacity restrictions at retail businesses, churches, other religious organizations, personal services, fitness and gyms. Adult daycare centers will also be able to reopen. So that's all exciting news for our community. Additionally, Charles County continues to make progress on vaccinations. The state of Maryland has launched a mass vaccination site at our very own Regency Furniture Stadium in Waldorf, and any resident can sign up for appointments depending on availability. The health department is also continuing clinics around the county, and many local pharmacies are now providing access as well, expanding availability of vaccinations to more and more residents each and every day. We are currently still in phase 1A, B, and C of our vaccination process, and we anticipate that we will move forward in the next few weeks, but it will really depend on how fast we can increase our supply and how many places people will be able to go get that vaccine when it's available. We are here to answer the latest questions on all the news related to the COVID-19 pandemic, and I'm pleased today to be joined by Dr. Diana E. Abney, our health officer for Charles County, and she's going to answer a few questions about all the breaking news this week. Welcome, Dr. Abney. Thank you, Jen. I'm happy to be here. Dr. Abney, let's get started with where we stand at vaccinations at this point. As of Wednesday, March 10th, how many doses have been administered and what is the impact uh, across the county of all the work that's being done? So I'm going to give you the total county numbers and then I will also give you the breakdown for what has been given by the Charles County Department of Health. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the county has given, and I'm saying Charles County residents have received 21 1,744 first doses of either Moderna or Pfizer. They've received received 10,341 doses of our second doses of Moderna or Pfizer. And they've given been given a total of 32,782 doses of the two-dose vaccine. Now, let me tell you what we've done at the Charles County Department of Health. The Charles County Department of Health has given 12,859 first doses, 6,868 second doses. We are actually having our Johnson & Johnson clinics for this week starting on Friday. So we've not given any Johnson & Johnson any single doses yet. But we've given at the health department a total of 19,727 doses. This is total um, that we've given. So that's significant. We're making a a lot of rapid progress in vaccinations. And that leads me to our next news item that I wanted to talk to you further about. A couple of days ago, Governor Hogan announced that he would be, through amended executive orders, lifting capacity restrictions on all businesses, churches, outdoor venues, and other locations available to the public. And many people are wondering how that could impact community spread, uh, what we should be looking out for what we need to continue doing and what your thoughts might be on your advice for the public as we expand and open up a bit more. Jim, thank you for asking me that question. Let me first say that I know we are all 
anxious to get back to life as it was before March of last year. Even with the restrictions being lifted or being softened, it is not life as it was last year. We do have to remember that COVID is still among us. We do also have to remember that we are now facing several different variants variants of the disease. So we really have to pay very close attention. And so as we decide what things we're going to do with these relaxed um, recommendations, we need to think about the fact that there is still risk. It is lower than it was before because I'm sure people have been following the numbers and the case rates and the positivity is down in the state of Maryland. But we want to keep that trend going. We want to stay in that downward trajectory. So what I'd say is, first off, and you hear me say this all the time, wear your mask, watch your distance, wash your hands. When you do go out to visit friends, when you do go out to restaurants or to shopping and things like that, try to limit the time that you are in public. Try to make sure that you are wearing your mask at all times except when you are actively eating or drinking in a restaurant. Try to make sure that you wash your hands very frequently. If we all take our time and not all rush out and have big parties at once, I think we can do our best to keep the numbers down. But we all have to be a part of this. Just like we've all been a part of getting the numbers down, it's our responsibility to ourselves to our loved ones, especially our elders, and to the rest of the county to help keep those numbers down. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I know that the health department will be closely monitoring our data as we move through the next few weeks. And we wanted to know, will you recommend any changes locally if we have the flexibility to do so if those trends don't stay in the right direction, I'm thinking of our positivity rate and our case rate going up or hospitalization rates. What will you be looking at and how will you be recommending changes to our board of county commissioners? So Jen, those are exactly the things that we'll be looking at at the health department and they'll be looking at at the state level. Also, we'll be looking at uh, hospitalizations, case rates, uh, percent positivity, uh, Numbers of outbreaks are outbreaks increasing because lately outbreaks have been going down in in many jurisdictions. So we'll be looking at all of that data. We'll be looking at where people, when we do contact contact tracing, where people said they were and most likely got their um, infections. So we'll take all of that data into account. And based on that, uh, we not just me here in Charles County, but health officers all over, and I suspect the governor and the people who advised him also will make decisions about what needs to be done. Locally, as as you suggested, I am indeed going to be looking at that. And if it turns out that we need to make some adjustments, then I'll have discussions with the commissioners and give them my data and make suggestions on what we need to do here in Charles County. I'm a glass half full kind of person. So I am going to be that person who believes that our residents here in Charles County are going to do their best to prevent um, those numbers from going up and to avoid us having to make any changes uh, going the other way from what we've gone this time. 
So that brings me to my next question. I want to put kind of a bridge in here because a lot of other things are happening at the same time too. We have schools starting to reopen to our children. That will begin in the next couple of weeks and will expand after the spring break holiday. We have um, holidays that people like to enjoy together like St. Patrick's Day coming up. We have religious holidays, Passover, Easter, all places where people might gather in small, medium, or even large groups to celebrate. And the CDC has just announced some changes this week regarding safety precautions to follow if you're vaccinated. So a lot of people say, well, I now have a grandparent that was fully vaccinated, or I know um, some relatives that I would like to invite over who are fully vaccinated. And I want you to help us understand what is safe and what is not as we consider regathering. These are all things that need to be thought through carefully, I know, and we need to continue to follow the recommendations we've always been given. But what can you help us uh, understand to make the best decisions possible as we're thinking about um, returning to school and returning to some of our gathering activities? So, again, the first thing I'm going to remind you is that if you're out in public, when possible, as in when you're not seated at a restaurant eating or drinking, wear your mask. Wear your mask correctly over your nose and your mouth. And that's true even if you are fully vaccinated, and we'll talk about fully vaccinated in a moment. And even though we're really anxious to see our friends and get together with our church family uh, and our work friends that we haven't seen in the past, try to still limit the numbers of people that you are around. Because the more people you're around, the more likely you are to contract or spread COVID-19. And you're right, there are some new recommendations from the CDC. So the first thing we have to understand is what do they mean when they say if you are fully vaccinated? And remember, these apply to non-healthcare settings. So this is your average person in the county who wants to go and see grandma. So fully vaccinated means two weeks after your second dose of Pfizer or Moderna vaccine. That's two weeks afterwards, a full 14 days, you're fully vaccinated or two weeks after your single dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. So now once we know what fully vaccinated means, if you are fully vaccinated, you can visit with other fully vaccinated people indoors without wearing a mask or without physically distancing. If you're fully vaccinated, you can visit with unvaccinated people from a single household who are at low risk for severe disease from COVID-19. You can do that indoors without wearing a mask or physical distancing. You can also refrain from quarantine and testing following a known exposure if you don't have any symptoms. So what would you say to those who might be going away on spring break, for example, uh, to travel to another state? Since those quarantine restrictions are lifted, would you advise them uh, that it's safe to take a trip? Or should we think carefully, as we always have, about travel outside of our normal um, home and neighborhood? So I would say you should think carefully about traveling uh, outside of your home and and neighborhood. But the CDC recommendations... are for everywhere. So if you know that you are going to go or your daughter or son is coming home for spring break from college because they haven't seen you all in a year, um, as long as you are fully vaccinated and they are fully vaccinated, 
you should be able to spend time with each other. Uh, and if they're going back to somewhere else, because um, different states have different recommendations on what you have to do after travel, they should make sure that they check what the travel recommendations are in the states they're going back to. But really, I think what we need to do is we need to think about where we're traveling and what we do. There are safer ways to travel. Uh, if you are going uh, to travel, it's safer to travel by car, uh, your own family in your own car, of course. Uh, it is safer to travel if you're rent- renting like a little vacation home where it's just the family. Uh, things like that. If you think about those kinds of things, that's um, probably the safest as far as traveling for spring break is concerned. So I want to summarize um, real quickly, Dr. Abney, if you wouldn't mind. People forget as we've moved through the pandemic, there's been different phases. So initially we needed testing so that we could really return to any sense of getting back into the workplace, uh, going out to eat, um, visiting uh locations outside of our home, really, at the early days of the pandemic, that's how it would be. And then we had to implement contact tracing. And we had to remember that we needed to be in smaller groups to make contact tracing easier if there was a community spread. And then finally, we've crossed uh, the bridge to vaccinations, but there's still things we need to consider as we are not fully vaccinated. In fact, a small only a small percentage of the community is fully vaccinated right now. So can you sum up for us how all of these things tie together. Is that a good summary? Are there other things that you would recommend or ask people to consider as as we walk through the next couple of months uh, getting everybody vaccinated from COVID-19? So as we walk through the next couple of months, a couple of things we should, let's, let's start with fully vaccinated people since we were talking about them before. Even if you're fully vaccinated and as you're, as you're right, they're not that, you know, the whole country is not yet, nor the whole county. There's still some things you have to do. You have to wear your mask, watch your distance, and practice all of the other uh, COVID medication measures, such as um, washing your hands. You have to do those things when you're in public. You have to do those things when you're visiting unvaccinated people. Uh, You still, even though the, the recommendations have been relaxed, you should still try to avoid medium and large size in person gatherings. Everybody should get tested if they have symptoms of COVID-19. And if you are an employee, if your employer has some specific guidance, which is likely the case if you're in healthcare, you need to follow that employer's um, guidance about what you can and can't do. And then because things are changing, um, both from the CDC and from the state of Maryland, when you travel, you need to make sure that you look up what the newest uh, travel guidance is regarding to getting tested or quarantining and follow those guidance, that guidance. And remember that if you're going to travel out of, out of state, other states may have different guidance than we have here in Maryland. The other thing I want to talk to you about is remember that there is something called asymptomatic infection. So people, especially people who are not fully vaccinated, Um, can actually walk around feeling fine and may have um, contracted a mild case of COVID. So people need to also be concerned about and consider getting tested when they've traveled. If they decided to go to a large St. Patrick's 
birthday party, which I hope they will. If they go to one, they'll go to a smaller one. Um, or let's say they went to a restaurant every night one week because they've just missed going to restaurants so much. Mm-hmm. They might want to consider getting tested in those kind of situations. And of course, if you've been around someone who you suspect may have had COVID, you might want to get tested just to, just to be sure that you're safe. Thank you for that summary. That's really helpful. I have one final question for you. I don't want to take too much time talking about it uh, because we've certainly talked about it on our podcast before, but the Johnson & Johnson vaccine has now arrived and we do have a limited number of doses here at the health department. And I wanted you to just uh, share a little bit more about how you'd be using those doses and uh, what we need to know about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine itself. Okay, so the most important thing you need to know about it is this vaccine is safe and effective. All three of the vaccines that are available in the United States and are available in the state of Maryland are safe and effective. And what we want people to do is no matter which vaccine is offered to you, when you get offered a vaccine, please take it. That's the first thing. The other thing is the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is a one and done situation. So, you don't have to worry about having to go back for a second dose, which for some people might be extremely easy. Um, So those are the most important things I want you to know about it. It's a slightly different type of vaccine, meaning how it gets the information to make the spike proteins, which your body then makes an immunity to. Instead of using an being an mRNA vaccine, it's a virus vector vaccine, which means it takes that information to you by virtue of a virus that your body can recognize. That virus is a simple cold virus that has been altered, so it can't make you sick. So don't worry because it's coming in with a virus. It can't make you sick. But then it, from there on, it looks just like all of the other virus the vaccines. It makes your body recognize the spike protein and make antibodies to it. Thank you, Dr. Abney. We really appreciate your time. I know you're extraordinarily busy. So we'll wrap up there for this week. That's all the news we have for today. We want to remind you as always to wear your mask, watch your distance and wash your hands frequently. We continue to make progress in slowing the spread of COVID-19 and vaccinating more people every day. And we want to keep it that way. If you need more information, we encourage you to go to credible sources like the CDC and the Maryland Department of Health. And of course, our very own Charles County Department of Health, you may call the state's helpline anytime at 1-855-MD-GOVAX for assistance. It's available seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. The Charles County Health Department also has a recorded message hotline to keep you informed about the status of our vaccinations locally. That number is 301-609-6710. And if you need to contact a staff member, our local call center number is 301-609-6717. And that call center is available available Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Please visit the website www.charlescountyhealth.org for more information. Follow the county on Facebook and Twitter or YouTube. Subscribe to our e-newsletter in which we put out a weekly update about our progress in the fight against COVID-19. And tune in to CCG TV on Comcast Channel 95 and Verizon Channel 10. Thank you for listening to Charles County Government Unscripted, Inside Your County Government. Please subscribe, share, and listen. Thank you so much for your time today.